This is A Barley and Hawks. Welcome to Between the Podcast here on Of Barley and Hops. Today it's just uh, two of us. Uh, Kevin is uh, away at a track meet, uh, so it's just myself and Rich. And how you doing today, Rich? Doing great. Loving this tropical weather out there, so, you know, I think it's a good day to try some beer. Yes, and that's what we're going to do today on this on this little episode here uh, that we're doing, where Rich and I are going to sample some different beers uh, from different breweries here in Maine. Um, so, you want to start with yours, or? Sure. I do have an extra one, uh, only because uh, as I was putting the beers into my fridge last night and taking the four-pack uh, cover off, it opened my can of uh, new toast, and I wasn't very happy about that, but, you know. All right, so for my first beer today that I brought down for us to sample, I went to one of my favorite breweries, PJ. Blank canvas. No. Well, I mean, I don't want to say that <laughs> no. they're not, but, uh, you know, my my first love, uh, Bissell Brothers, and, uh, you know, they just recently released their original recipe of the substance from 2012. So I uh, picked up some of that and decided, uh, hey, let's go ahead and get the current version of 2012, as, or excuse me, as, of the substance as well, so we could compare the differences. You know, I was looking to see if I could find uh, any information online as to what the differences in the recipe are and really didn't come up with, with much other than the fact that the uh, the ABV is higher in the original recipe than it is in the current day substance. So let's give it a try. All right. I guess uh, why don't we try this? We'll start with uh, the... Uh, the current day substance. Boy, that's a great sound. Yeah, we're going to see what we think of this. Well, I already know what I think of this. Yep. I'll let you do the honors. Mm. That's beautiful. has a nice white head to it. It's, I don't know what color I would say it is. It's not a bright yellow. It's maybe a dark grapefruit. Not a pink grapefruit, but a you know, a regular flesh grapefruit. You know, that's actually a pretty good uh, description of that because I was kind of thinking the same thing. Regular grapefruit juice. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, how was that on the nose since you got it up your nose? Yeah. There's a podcast I listen to, they call that a Davis dip. It's more, it's, it's not, it's more earthy. It's not the super fruit that you're used to with a lot of these hazy styles. Yeah, that's, uh, that is true. It is well known what I really think about, um, some of these styles. Um, TJ has a tattoo on his back, his is, lower back, yeah, and it says Haze for lazy. days. Hazy's lazy. <laughs> Excuse me. It's, uh... What it is, PJ, is a great way to start the day and the podcast. It tastes like a beer. And what I, what I mean by it tastes like a beer is it's what I think about, about when I first started drinking beer. It's, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's Budweiser. I'm not saying it's Miller or anything like that, but it's the flavor of the way it sits on my tongue and hits the back of my throat. Um, not as bad as some that I've had. Still not my favorite, but 
to the style, I would say it's right on the money. Well, I I think everyone by now knows that you don't like the citrus hops, and mm-hmm. uh, this one here has Falconer's Flight, Centennial, Apollo, Eureka, and Chinook. Yeah. Not a citrus hop to be found in this one, PJ. It's very murky. As all good New England IPAs should be. I look for that thing that a lot of people say that it has a chew. I don't, I don't feel that chew of over hoppiness. Um, and over hoppiness. Uh, what I mean by that is the extra hops added a, in a dry hop, or, or or when you're putting in extra hops in in a beer to impart more flavor or more bitterness. Um, so not that uh, when I'm saying that it's over hop that there's too many because. There are so many styles out there that use a lot of hops. Just the, the dry hopping seems to add a bite yeah, to uh, a beer. This, this particular beer from Bissell, um, as far as I know, is not dry hopped. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the uh, those hop flavors are imparted during the initial boil, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going along, um, when we're talking about these kind of beers, uh, the one word that always seems to come up is your favorite word, dank. Yeah, I hate that word. You know, so before I came down, PJ, uh, you know, I decided, let's talk a little bit about what the word dank means as it relates to beer. Okay, so I pulled up the original definition of the word in the Webster's Dictionary, and it's an adjective that... uh, that means disagreeably damp, musty, and typically cold. Well, we all know that that really doesn't apply to the beer. So I, I dug a little bit deeper and found that... Um, the Urban Dictionary? Yeah. So so for the term dank beer... Um, oh, let's see. It, it, it means very hoppy, cloudy, uh, you know, funky... Green contains green resinous flavors. But you know, it's funny listening to that. I didn't know if they were dis- discussing uh, marijuana or right. Well, it, it comes from there first. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking to someone who's old like myself, dank means a your grandmother's basement. Uh, that musty smell that would come from there, and that's not something that's appealing to me when I read that word, and so. I think sometimes we, they as an industry or things like that have to look at all the age groups that are buying beer because an older person goes, dang, I'm not going to touch that. Why do I want something that smells like my grandmother's basement? <laughs> um, so, But there are times, um, listening to other people talk about beer, that they do mean that first one because certain hops have a musty smell. Like... I love the way that I have now heard um, Citra described. Cat piss. But not in a bad way. They're like, it's not How bad. How could there be anything but I know, right, right. When you're I know. talking about cat piss, it's, it's they're pretty sitting, pungent. And, uh, right, and I think that's what they're going for, is yeah. that it's pungent, but it's pungent like cat pee. I'm like, okay, I get that description. Not that I would ever use that in describing my beer or anything like that but it's like wow okay yeah i i get that i get what they're talking about when it hits the back of your tongue the so it's it's more what so describing flavors gets to be difficult like when you're saying something is sharp on the tongue what do we mean by that is it the carbonation is it the lactic acid is it the carbonic acid is it all these different acids that are sharp on the tongue so they're saying that this is a, almost like the, when you smell ammonia, the way that that smell hits your tongue. Not the flavor of ammonia, but the the feeling of the smell. is the, I, I, That's what I get out of it when they're describing it. I, I think I partially uh, get what you're saying uh, for myself. You know that this is a style of beer that I oh. love the most. And that's why I give you crap for it. When I, when that smell hits my nose it's it's a familiar um it's pleasing to me mm-hmm. so that's how you know the first thing i do every time i sample a beer is i smell it sometimes i'm surprised 
both good and bad. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, uh, especially relative to New England IPAs, when I smell that dank smell, the little bit of citrus, citrusy uh, scent, it makes me happy. That, that's like my first reaction to it. And I almost, I almost immediately know that I'm going to love this beer. That's the problem with the difference between smell and taste. Because sometimes something can smell horrible, but taste great, or smell great and taste horrible. Yeah, I, you know what? I'll agree with that 100% because, like I said, sometimes, uh, you know, off the nose, I'm thinking, oh, I can't wait to try this. And then I'm disappointed. Like, case in point, when we <clears> went <throat> to uh, a tap room the other day and we sampled some beers, you got down to that one, and you're like, oh, I'm going to love this. And then you went, Oh, this is the worst beer I've ever had. Yeah, you know, so it's one of those things. So things can be de- can be deceiving. Sure, and there are other times. And that's all beers. That's not just this style. I mean, definitely. There's other times where I, you know, my my thought is, well, I really don't get a lot in the nose. Mm-hmm. But then I taste it, and it's like, wow, that is uh, that is fantastic. All, all right. right, so we're gonna try here. Let me see a glass. We are gonna now try the uh, the original recipe. This different is color. 2012. A little lighter. Yeah, it is a little bit color. lighter. So a nice head, about two fingers. Unless I'm pouring. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a bigger glass, so it's. A... Now see, it's funny. This one does not smell yes. as funky. I think this one smells like the cat pee. To me, this does not smell uh, like a traditional New England IPA. I do get the dankness of it, though. It's got to be a different hop profile. In amounts, if it's the same hops, completely different taste. Yeah, I couldn't find any information on it um, other than this is the you know, original. original recipe. Yeah, it's a All lot. it says, it's a scaled-up version of the original substance recipe from early 2012. Yeah, this is, uh, it's a lot lighter. Um, it's not as sharp on the tongue. It doesn't have that beer flavor to me. Like, like I said, that that original beer when you first start drinking, you're like, geez, do I really like beer or do I not like beer? Does it... I think it's a, it's a lot lighter. It's a lot smoother. I think I like this better than the new one. Yeah, of course, you know, Substance is their flagship beer and I've always been a fan of it, but I have to agree with you. I really enjoy this original recipe. Peter and Noah, if you're out there listening... I really hope that you uh, include this uh, as a regular and it comes back every now and then because this is fantastic beer. You had a winner right from the start. So this beer here is 7.3% ABV as opposed to 6.6 on the current version of the substance. So good. For those of you out there listening to our podcast, you know, as of uh, midweek this week, there were some cans available uh, at uh, the uh, tasting room at Thompson's Point. I'm not sure if there's anything available now, but you ought to get down there and pick up a four pack of this because you're really going to enjoy it. Is it just a tap room? Released, you know? Yeah, tap room only. Because I know of this one you can buy out in certain places now. That one you can find at... Uh, With some the beer the, seller, the yeah, ball. some of the finer craft beer uh, establishments. But uh, as far as I know, this is tap room only. Yeah. Nice. All right. I'll defer to you now. All right. So... What you got? For my first one, I have Rich's favorite style. It's going to be a sour. Yep. It is uh, Rising Tides uh, Southwester, and that is, I have my phone here for a reason, because I, no, that one didn't have one, crap, it's on my phone, it is, so good, so Southwester, it says, first of all, it's a noun, 
a waterproof hat with a wide slanting brim longer in the back than the front and worn at sea during stormy weather. <laughs> so this is a sour IPA created by our production uh, assistant, Missy, originally brewed as a pilot beer in the spring of 2017. Southwester is a bright, crisp, and tart with notes of orange and grapefruit. It has an ABV of 5.7. It's a seasonal beer. The kettle hops are Azaka, Citra, and Mandarina. Citra, PJ. And it has the same thing for the dry hops, and its yeast is an American ale yeast. The malts are Two Row Pale, C60, Danko Rye, ME Two Row Pale, and Wheat. And the aging process was uh, in stainless, of course, and it also has lactobacillus. So, but, you know, Rich says he doesn't like sours, but they, uh, he and Kevin, uh, the, you know, he, the one who's not with us today, uh, were at the Sunday River Brew Festival last weekend, and uh, Rich calls me up and goes, hey, I had a sour that I liked, and it was the raspberry... Razzle Dazzle from uh, Gary's Brewing. Yeah, which is a uh, sour lager. They have that and a blueberry. Yeah, we've been invited on a, uh, a private tour and tasting there, and I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to get them on one of our podcasts and really start talking about their beers because I'll tell you what, you know, a lot of people disregard them or forget that they're just around the corner on Industrial Way in Portland. You know, they there's so many great breweries out there in the front, and they don't realize that 100 yards down the road is another great brewery. So, you know, we're hoping to to give some exposure to them and, and to get people to say, hey, let's let's keep going down the road. A little hazy. It's got nice carbonation. Not super strong, but you can see it going up the glass. Mm, I can smell. I can definitely smell the sour on the nose. You can definitely smell like a, a grapefruit, almost a peachy flavor, even though they don't say it's in there. Wow, what a gorgeous color. But, uh, yeah, let's go in for a taste. That's good. It's not really super sour. Have you ever had this one before? No, I haven't had any of the ones that I brought today. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, I have not had this one, obviously. Of course, if I was out and about, it, you know... It probably wouldn't be a beer that I would pick up out of a out of a case, but it smells fantastic. Let me give it a try. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's a very light. It's not super zippy on the tongue. It's a uh, really just light. It's a uh, this would be an easy drinking beer in the summer. Yeah, it'd be a. It, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I like it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I agree with you. This would be a great summer beer, uh, refreshing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not super clear, clear, but that could be the lactose that's in there. Well, you know, the thing is, I'm trying to. Um, but it was dry hopped. Really expand my so, my palate, so I'm willing to give anything a try. There's a there's a test that I would like to do. That. I heard on a podcast, and I know that you really like uh, the Baby Genius and things like that. So, breweries try to tell you to drink their New England IPAs within two weeks because they're not shelf-stable. I call foul on that uh, for this reason. Hops were added to beer to make them stable. A New England IPA had, not New England, just a regular IPA had all these extra hops added to make it last the journey from England to India. I think what they're trying to say is it will fall out, it will clear, so it won't look like they want it to. So what I'd like to do is, we'll say when, when Baby Genius has their first release, buy mm -hmm. it, put it away. Probably in the two to three weeks. Yeah, and then each time it's released, buy a new one. So when it gets around to that full year, and we buy that last one, we try them. But what we do is we have them in a paper bag that's just lettered. Mm -hmm. So we don't know what they are. And then go, 
which one's the freshest. Well, here's the good news, PJ. I have some Baby G from the last release in October. And oh, so I like that a lot. I can tell you from years gone by that uh, it still tastes delicious. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Over time, uh, and I and I experienced this with my own homebrew. Mm-hmm. Over time, it did taste a little bit different, but it still tasted good. Yeah, and that's what these guys did. They, so they went through, they tasted it, and then they went through and said, they said which letter they thought was the freshest. So they were trying to guess which one was the freshest beer. They all picked the oldest. Wow. As the freshest. And I think it goes to... I know a lot of people hate it when I say this, that so these New England IPAs aren't finished. Now, what I mean by that is it goes to they've, they've fallen out. So, like, when I got the one from Smutty Nose, where they they, ha, they have, because of their filtering system, they can't make a hazy IPA. So it's taking some of those particles out. I think that's what it is. So it's it's having time to mellow and, and, and go that way. Like certain barrel-aged beers, I feel, need to mellow sometimes a little longer than when we get them. But that's, yeah, that's me. That's because I'm not a, the hugest fan of yeah the style. Well, so, I mean, to me, that terminology, I think I understand what you're saying. I don't know if I would say they're not finished because I'll tell you what, when everybody and their brother these days is making uh, a New England IPA or a hazy American IPA, but when you drink a really good representation of that style it does taste more finished than than others you know Bissell for example main beer company Austin Street Definitive um, Mass Landing when you drink one of their New England IPAs or double IPAs to me it tastes more finished than some of the others that are out there on the market right now mm-hmm yeah, and that's it goes to because that's the really the style that you like. Yeah, and and you know that's awesome, but for me, I look back to when I started brewing at myself at, you know, at home and things like that. You never wanted a cloudy beer, you never wanted, and so I look at it as when I'm cooking my hops, my flavoring hops. It's ten minutes in the end of the boil, so you're cooking it, it drops out, it goes away. You still have the flavor. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing with a dry hopping. I think it can be good, if for me, when it drops out. So that's why I think I'll be kind of like those guys. I think I'll like that a year down the road, for, for me. Well, it's going to be interesting then to, to see what you think of the uh, Baby G from a year ago. Right. You know, I also have a beer from Treehouse, Julius, that I literally have had a year now. So, you know, uh, I'm sure at some point in time we'll find our way down there again and we'll get a fresh can of that and we'll compare it to what it tastes like for a year. You know, going back to what you said, uh, you know, a lot of the breweries are recommending that you drink those New England IPAs within two or three weeks. They're all in the game to sell beer, PJ. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. So, hey, no, drink and I... it up and come back and, and buy some more. You know, so... Um, I'm not sure if that if they're really discussing freshness there or or marketing. Right. Right. So, you done with that one? I am done with this one. Great job, by the way. Thank you. This is good beer. Oh, I like this one. This one's pretty. So this one here is another uh, sour, of course. Oh yay! But this one here is. Um, a collaboration for the anniversary um, between Liquid Riot and the Beer Cellar. So the Beer Cellar, once a year on the anniversary, they get together with a local brewer and make a beer. So this one is called Tropical Storm. I like the name. Yeah. It, so it is a sour, it's a wild, and it is a sour wheat beer fermented with Passion fruit, guava, and mango puree. Like summer in a can. Tropical and fruit for days. <laughs> fruit for days. Yeah. And its ABB uh, is 4.8. You know, you got to give kudos to the professional writers out there that 
uh, come up with these descriptions for these beers because, man, they sound so good. There is absolutely no nose to this. Actually, if I had to say there was a nose, I would say it's rubber. <laughs> and then, You know, honestly, I kind of get that. You know, it's that's what I smell. But the guy at the store goes, this is his absolute favorite beer right now. Really? Yeah. Where? At the beer cellar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. I taste rhubarb, which isn't my favorite thing in the world, but I taste rhubarb. Very tart? Uh, no, but just that the flavor that kind of rhubarb has. I don't really taste mango or... I can tell it's a little more sour for rich by the... <laughs> I like it. I wish I had more of a smell, but the flavor is... I can't get past the rubber. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Well, it really is. It's uh, It's not for me. It's rhubarbish, really. And I don't know why, but... I don't... I do get a little sour at the finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Puckers my, puckers my mouth a little bit, but... Yeah. Not super strong, though. Not as strong as some we've had. There are some that you smell it and you're like, "Okay, this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna kick me in the teeth." Hmm. So I do have a brewery that you need to go to when you guys do go to Vermont. Where's that? Foam. Oh, that's already on the list. Which is in Burlington. Burlington Brewing Company is not in Burlington. They're in Williston. Greater Burlington. <laughs> <laughs> they made fun of that on a podcast. I'm like, wait a minute. Burlington Brewing Company is not in Burlington? No, I used to go to school up there at UVM. So you get got uh, Williston and Shelburne and yeah, they, a lot uh, of different towns. I was trying to find, I was actually trying to find a foam for today, but they didn't have any. I know it's not Maine, but just throw one out there. Well, I look at it this way. We are the main beer geeks, but... You know, we're trying. We're drinking this beer in the state of Maine. We're trying to advocate for our local brewers and and get people from away to come and try some of our beer. I can't say I'm a fan of this one, PJ. No, it's uh, it's not my favorite either. But it's not super super sour. Okay, go ahead. I don't like not finishing a beer, but this one's definitely not um, up my alley. But don't you worry, I've got some good stuff that'll remedy that. Are yours all in the same vein? I don't think vein's the right word. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had a thing over here, you have to waste good water on that. Okay, let's see. What else do I have here in my bag of goodies? But, yeah. Now, these kind of episodes are, are fun and and things like that. It's not something we do all the time. Um, but we're hoping to do a little, uh, some more every so often. And if you're listening, please email us at 3 geeks. Uh, dot com with any ideas for shows that you have or you know anything you want us to talk about um, or taste right yep We'd absolutely be happy to give you our opinion our non professional opinions on uh, different beers everybody's a professional okay <laughs> so this week I stopped by and visited our buddy Jake over at uh, Austin Street you know one of my favorite breweries in the state of Maine, and um, they just recently celebrated their fifth fifth anniversary. It's easy for you to say. Yeah, exactly. And they are, uh, they released a a beer to commemorate that, but they also re-released their uh, fourth anniversary beer. This one is a a double IPA, and we're going to give this a try, and then we're going to compare it to their fifth anniversary double IPA. It's definitely more golden than the other ones we've been trying. Not quite as hazy as some of the other ones. No. But being a double IPA doesn't mean that it has to be hazy. I know that's the trend these days. That's why I'm really surprised when I finally get a really clear beer. Because I think clear beers are beautiful. 
Unless they're really a deep, dark stout. Like those lagers that you happen to love? Yeah, I don't like lagers. <laughs> There's a couple out there that I like. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. But lagers uh, sometimes are those ones that are, are beers to me when they're just a, a, a straight lager. You know, and... Budweiser? Yeah. Mm. Lovely. PBR? Yeah. Coors Light? Narragansett. No, never touch Coors. Never in my life. I know you like Jericho Lager. I, I do. Um, I, is it more because Tom's a good friend of mine? Or is it because it's a a great beer? It is a very good beer. Don't get me wrong. I, I you know, um, I like the Baltic Porter better. I like the red beer better. Well, let me read the, the description of this beer. Again, like I said, this is the fourth anniversary beer from Austin Street. Uh, let's see. It says, to celebrate four years of beer, we created this double IPA that is an homage to some of our favorite hot profiles. Very we combine Galaxy, Simcoe, Enigma, and Citra. Citra, PJ. To achieve notes of pineapple, tangerine, stone fruit, and overripe melon. An earthy and balanced bitterness gives way to a complex, yet dangerously drinkable final product. I don't get any of those fruits. I get pepper. And this is uh, this is a nine percent double IPA. Mm, for me, I see this is the nose that actually makes me smile. Oh, it smells good, but I don't get the taste of any of those fruit. It's peppery to me. I definitely can taste the, um, you know, their description of earthy. Especially when compared to some of the other double IPAs or New England IPAs on the market. I can smell the pineapple, but I don't taste the pineapple. I'll tell you one thing. At 9% uh, ABV, this is a beer that you're going to have, uh, you know, a taster of or, or maybe a pint and move on to something different. I prefer glasses this size, so I can taste more things. <laughs> yeah, yours is a little smaller than mine, sorry. <laughs> but Rich bought me this glass. You know, when a beer tastes like this, PG, I don't care if I drink it out of a fucking thimble or a pint glass. You might wear it if you drink it out of a thimble, though. <laughs> like I did. I was going to say, so far uh, today, you're the only one that's worn a beer. It's my new cologne. The ladies love it. Well, yeah, it's an IPA. You put a little behind the ear. <laughs> ah, it's a very good beer. You must like it. You drank the whole thing. Like you, I don't like to dump things out if I don't have to. Uh, it's peppery. Um, I think I like a little less of that. So I don't know. I don't know which hop that is that's that's causing the. Well, the next time we stop by to see uh, Jake or Beth over at Austin Street, they'll look at me and go, "What the frig are you talking we'll about?" Ask that pepper. Question. What do you mean it's peppery? Well, you know, normally when they look well, the at peppery you, could they, be in the earth. They do really. sit there and shrug their shoulders, PJ. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! That guy's coming again. They said, "Here comes Mikey." Oh That's no, right. PJ. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink anything. Mikey doesn't like anything. <laughs> well, you've always said that you have a very discerning palate. Because mm -hmm. um, I don't, I'll agree with you that I don't get the the different fruits that they talked about. You can smell them. I can. I can, I can I get, the I get the pineapple and the smell. Either. It's. So peppery. Uh, <clears throat> peppery is the bite, the heat that's there. So I'm not really tasting pepper. So um, black pepper, again, um, when you eat it or you have a lot of it, it has a way that it hits your tongue or, or feels in, in the mouth. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm getting. It's that kind of sharp little bit of heat, but not like something that's hot, like a hot pepper, but just... I think that's probably that earthy profile they're talking about. Yeah. Because it's it's deeper than just pepper. It's deeper than, but it's that, it's got a little bit of a, 
a spicy kick to it. So that I think that overpowers whatever the fruit that I'm supposed to be tasting for me. Yeah. You know, and that's where that's what's neat about tasting beer is that everybody tastes something different. That's true because I'll tell you what, I I don't get the bite or the heat, I mean the heat but the finish to me does have that balanced bitterness that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So they they talked about this being a very drinkable beer. I think they accomplished their goal because to me this is a very drinkable beer. But again, I, as I said, at 9%, I probably wouldn't drink too many in one sitting. No. Unless you're staying home. Or someone else is driving. Good point. No drinking and driving out there, folks. That's right. It's better to be a live geek than a dead cool guy. Well said. All right. We got to keep going with yours because mine will overpower. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Just because of the uh, the style. Okay, I was going to say that. Not, that's, hey. o- that's ominous. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to their um, fifth anniversary beer. This was just released uh, last weekend, I believe. And what's the difference? All right, I'm glad you asked. It looks kind of the same. Okay, so their description of it is... It's more of a mango smell. To celebrate five years of beer, we create this double IPA that is an homage to some of our favorite hot profiles. We combined... Wait a minute, that sounds... (laughs) Sounds eerily We combine Azaka, if I pronounced that correctly, Topaz, Nelson's, Solvine, Solvon, Simcoe, and Vic Secret. So definitely a different hot profile. Hey, no Citra. I don't want to know what Vic Secret's supposed to smell and taste like. Is Vic Secret short for Victoria's Secret? That's what I'm wondering, yeah. I'm I'm afraid what it's going (laughs) to... So, in their description, they say Sapphire, Crunchberries, Octum. Sapphires? I've never sucked on a sapphire, so I'm not quite sure what it tastes like. (laughs) I know what Crunchberries taste like. (laughs) Oh... My 13-year-old brain will just uh, will keep a lid well, there. Maybe at one time. <laughs> it does have a, a mango-y... See, I smell more melon in this. Yeah, I do too. I, I can definitely... Um, definitely fruitier. Smell a... It smells more citrusy to me in the nose. Again, that's probably the difference in the uh, hot profile. More of a grapefruit flavor to me. Should have drank some water in between because I still have that coating of the <clears throat> peppery on my tongue. So this is a eight eight percent ABV as opposed to a nine percent in the uh, fourth anniversary. It has a wonderful nose though. I really like the smell. I would say for me, I I enjoy both beers actually. Um, the color is interesting. The there, there really are, isn't much from Austin Street that I don't enjoy. The sides are yellow, but it's like orange, like right down the middle when you hold it up to the light. Yeah, I can see that. And my glass is clear. This so. one seems a little uh, more hazy to me. Yeah. And is it? Well, no, because they're both just brewed. They rebrewed that one. I was saying, one if it's. No, that's not, that's not from last year. They, they no, rebrewed that recipe. We, we, we hope it's not from last year. No, just kidding. It'd still be good. Boy, it's a tough one for me, but I'll tell you what, I I think I prefer the flavor of this one more. Yeah, I like five better. It's funny, when I was um, excuse me, talking with Jake the other day at, from Austin Street. Oh, name dropping. Jake's our buddy there. He also happens to have a mustache that uh, we're all envious of. Um, you know, at that point in time, I he gave me a splash of each one of them. And, um, you know, initially I thought I liked four better than five, but now that we've had a chance to really sample this, I, I think, uh, five's the best. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I definitely like five better than, than four. Not that four was bad. I just like that one better. So, um, 
yeah, um, I've really enjoyed the uh, all the beers you've brought. The the four and five. I liked Wait, five can, better than can four. You repeat that, please. I've enjoyed them. I didn't say I love them. I enjoy them. I want Kevin to hear this. Yeah. Well, if you listen to the podcast, you will. I can tell, <laughs> you know, I can tell you guys haven't listened to the last ones yet because there's only been three people that have listened to it, and that's my boss, me, and my friend Troy. Well, the thing <laughs> is, I heard it the first time around, and I loved it. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're so um, these double IPAs and the New England IPAs and the sours that we've had are great. I am now going to bring up. PJ said, "Great." Fat Stacks. I like the name of it. It is by uh, Bunker Brewing. It is, an, I believe it's an Imperial IPA with maple syrup and cherries. Wow. So, I'm kind of looking at I, I've always wanted to try that one when, uh, when I first saw it and things like that. So, I'm kind of excited. I need to get some water. Uh, that's down here. Rinse the glasses. Rinse, repeat. And go. I'll take that back. Wow, look at that. You said that's an Imperial IPA? Uh, stout, sorry. Imperial okay, stout. Okay, I was going to say, it's really dark for an there, IPA. There are times that I can't speak, so, you know, kind of like the last podcast. I couldn't say... Uh, Black fly stout. I kept saying blue fin, which is um, shipyard, not uh, gritties. Which I do. I do love both of them. But for my Mount Rushmore, it was it was the gritties black fly. Yes. Um, I do love both of them. It's a nice, nice dark brown. I can't see through it. Doesn't have a lot of leg though. Uh, legs, uh, legs. So legs. When we're talking about legs, uh, when you swirl your glass. If it sticks to the sides, that's that's legs. Um, so the thicker the beer, uh, the more legs it's going to have. But it has a beautiful uh, tan head. It's kind of dissipating quickly. I'll tell you what. When I hold this up to the light, I can't see the light through it. It yeah. is a dark beer. Yeah, it's a... I think I'll I smell what, a little for, more of a cherry. For those of you that out there that um, Excuse me. are like myself or what I was like maybe a year ago, two years ago probably, where I really didn't like dark beers or I told myself I did not like dark beers. I've started trying them and I have discovered that that's not the case, especially with main dark beer, because I think a lot of us will uh, associate dark beer with like a Guinness or a beer like that, a mass-produced beer. So Fat Stacks says it's a limited-release collaboration between Portland's Bunker Brewing and New York's Interboro Brewing. Fat Stacks is is a one-time release of a 9.5 Imperial Milk Stout brewed with maple syrup and cherries. So, this is, again, another one of those ones where you don't want to drink a whole lot of being at uh, the 9.5. It's not like a 10 or a 15 that you can get to. Um, the head disappears quite quickly. It does. Unlike some stouts. Um, I can smell the cherries. It has a, had a, had a pretty good flavor. I went in pretty quick for the flavor. Um, this is a fantastic beer. What I really enjoy about this is that the, the finish is smooth. Mm-hmm. No bitterness whatsoever. Right. No, that it's you very sometimes good. get in a, uh, huh? in a stout. This is, uh, yeah, depending on the malts that they're using and mm-hmm. whether they're de-husked or. Or things like that. Uh, the darker beers can be a little stronger. I do. I do taste that cherry at the finish too. Mm-hmm. I don't really taste much of the maple, I don't but either. I do taste the cherry. And it's, although the it's, maple might have might lend itself because there is a sweet finish to it, mm-hmm. that could be the maple coming through. And it's great because the cherry isn't a medicinal flavor. Right. Exactly. It's uh, it's like fresh, like fresh cherries and things so like when that. PJ is talking about medicinal, and believe me, cough syrup. Yes, exactly. Or a couple of weeks ago, uh, we tried a beer, and he mentioned medicinal, and uh, I tasted the beer, and then he went upstairs and sipical, and, and got some sipical, and it's like, okay, now I see what you're talking about. He that goes, does not apply here, folks. He goes, I don't get it. I go, stick your tongue out. I sprayed his tongue. He goes, oh, I get what you're saying. <laughs> it does taste like that. 
which is too bad. It's nothing against the the people that made it or anything like that. I think um, the person who gave it to me it, um, sat on it for a little too long. Right. Um, he was going to give it to me in September. I got it in January. We drank it in February. Um, that brewery has since re-released that beer, so I think I'd like to try it again. And, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Hey, I gotta mention, man. This is this is a great choice. This is a good beer. Yeah, no, it's a, definitely a great beer, and uh, uh, we're gonna. So for my last beer of the night, I picked up Easy Like Sunday Morning. No, it's not the Commodore song. It is a, again another Maple That's uh, a great Stout song. Though. Yep. Uh, this one's again by Liquid Riot. You're not gonna sing it for us. Easy like Sunday morning. <laughs> I'll sing. Man, those dulcet tones, man. That's right, PJ. So, but uh, Mr. Calling. That's right. I have an afro <laughs> like Lionel Richie. Uh, that's one of my favorite commercials right now. Is the one where they try to get him to say the certain line from a song, and it keeps going around. I love that. <laughs> so this is a uh, again by Liquid Riot. This is a big, thick Richie, Richie, yeah, Richie, That's Richie. Me. My name's Richie. Yeah, uh, oatmeal stout that is aged on Maine maple syrup, Guatemalan coffee, which is my all-time favorite coffee in the world. Uh, roasted by speckled axe. It is. Mm. What's with you and maple syrup lately? Eight point five percent. And built for weather like we've been having. So, I think that's back when it was a little yeah, more back, crappy. Yeah. <laughs> Out. Last but, week. Yeah, so, I am, uh, I think this is more, I think I got this one more because of the Guatemalan coffee. I love Guatemalan. Guatemalan coffee. Uh, uh, so, in a former life, I was a, uh, I ran a couple different coffee shops for Glory Jeans. And I went around and taught classes on coffee and tea. So what he's saying there is he's a fucking coffee snob. I am, absolutely. So Guatemalan has a spicy note to it. Um, not that it's hot spicy, it's just a, a spiced uh, note. Um, it is uh, coffee-like beer. Um, it shouldn't have... <laughs> coffee should not have flavors. Coffee should not have hazelnut. Coffee should not have fruit. Coffee should be coffee. Um, it is... Uh, they each have their own specific notes and flavors and that's where what i love about the beer industry and things like that so many things the way you combine uh malts and hops and things like that really change the way a beer tastes and so this is uh i haven't tried it yet i'm hoping it's absolutely fantastic because you know as my friend says um I wish I could describe actually coffee the way she does, but I'm not a coffee drinker, to be honest with you. At at my, uh, well, I don't want to say late stage of life, but uh, I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. It's end stage. What? <laughs> that was good. That has it has a good coffee flavor, and one of the problems I kind of have right now is. My, Oh, I just got a I just got a message from Kevin. <laughs> it is a lot of the breweries seem to latch on to something. So when one person does a thousand, they do a coffee. Everybody does a coffee. Everybody does a coconut. But I'm co- I, I Co- like coconut this so maple far. Maple syrup seem to be the uh, big things right the now. Big things going on right now. Yeah, I like the way this tastes. You know, the funny thing is. In the nose, I don't. Mm-mm. I don't get the coffee smell. No, but I get it in the taste. The way it hits the back of the throat, the way it hits the tongue. I wow. get the I get the coffee. It's uh, not as thick as I would like a stout to be. I I really like a mouth coating stout. This you doesn't know, a, have a lot of leg yeah, to it. As a non coffee drinker, I really do appreciate the flavor of the coffee uh, in the stouts. And this one here is, it's, it, again, it's, like the fat it's, sack, it's smooth. It sits great. It really, it's like going out and get a great cup of coffee 
in a beer. It's not overpowering, but the way it, when you drink a coffee and you, the way you feel when you drink a good coffee, it's like, wow, this is, this is really good. And, um, like other people say, I'm feeling good too <laughs> right now. These are all pretty good ABVs. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I like the name of this beer, Easy Like Sunday Morning. That's how this beer makes me feel. Even though it's Saturday, you can still feel easy. That's right. Daylene, you don't know what you're missing, but uh, I'll fill you in later. Oh, this is no. This is a this is a good coffee. I and a good beer. Um, um, I would definitely buy this again. This is one of those ones I I've real I have. I know Rich is going to be surprised. I have enjoyed all the beers we've tasted so far today. Um, <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear that. The last one we're going to try uh, is going to be a little different. Um, it's uh, it's a bourbon air, barrel-aged beer. A bourbon what? Barrel-aged beer. You know, I guess <laughs> kind of screwing that up, but that's all right. That's that's the way I like it. It's the 9 and 10% beers yeah. we've been drinking yeah. today. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't say what this one was, did I? What is this one? This one will tell me. I said, what does Kevin say? Kevin says, how does the podcast go? It's still going. Uh, my hat's taking out my microphone. Uh, let's see. And, and you know the good news, Kevin, is all of our mics are working today. Oh, this is an 8.5 ABV. So we've had, what, an 8, a 9.5, a 7.5. A couple low-end ones. My first two were really kind of low ABV, but... Well, I'll tell you what, all the last beers we've drank today, I think, have been seven and up. Yep. Yeah, except for the first two. The two sours were really kind of low. They were five and a four. I see. I have a feeling the one we're going to go taste later on today is probably going to be a pretty high ABV. We're going to go up to Norway Brewing uh, for their anniversary and try their one with 50 pounds of chocolate cake. <laughs> I don't think I could eat 50 pounds of chocolate And cake. we're bringing a hat up to our friend Tara up there because she was so nice to Kevin and I up at the uh, Sunday River Brew Fest. So hey, we talked about uh, my ripping son just the main beer in. geeks. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be bringing a hat to her. Trip, come on down. And no, he's not drinking with us, just so you know. This is my son. Get over here so we can Trip. see you. There he is. A lot of times he's our cameraman. He's our, <laughs> he's our, uh, kind of keeps us in line. So anytime you see the camera right, jiggling yeah. up and down and all around. It might, it's probably him. That That's trip. We don't have him with a selfie stick or anything like that, so. Wow, that, that was fantastic. That was really, really good. Yes, that's a very good beer. Ooh, oh, ah, still got carbonation in here. It made it sound. So right. this one here. Is uh, new toast. Well, maybe not much. There's no head, but uh, <laughs> it's a collaboration between Definitive and uh, Burlington Brewing Company. Yes, Burlington Beer Company. That too. Brewing beer, it's all the same. But yeah, that that one that's not really in Burlington, just so you know. Um, Did you say it was Williston? Williston. Yep. This one is. It's a little sharp. By the way, uh, two or maybe even three of us, if we can be influential, will be visiting this brewery at some point next month. So what's the description on this beer, PJ? Um, it, it is also a maple beer. Uh, there's that maple I can again. taste that. I can taste the maple in this beer. Really? Yep. Yeah, it's a... Oh, you've got the commemorative glass. I got the gla- I got the glass. Up. If you can see my wall, you may not be able to because where the thing is. Uh, sorry for the people who are watching the video on YouTube, not listening to us on our podcast. I have a uh, shelf of all my pint glasses that I've collected over the years, and I do have the commemorative. Commemor- yep, yes, right word. Uh, pint glass from Definitive, and it's a. Uh, but this is tasty. It's better today than it was yesterday. Look that up because there's a. I think there's a good description of this beer. Uh, let's see. So for me, uh, this this phone? beer, um, toast mouthfeel wise, 
is a little bit thinner than the last two that we've tried. Yeah, it's more like a porter to me than a stout. Yeah, that, I was gonna. That's my thought exactly. Is it's more like a porter. The flavor is fantastic, though. You know, I can taste the maple in this one as as maybe more so than the last two that we've tried. Um, and it again, it has a a pretty smooth flavor, or finish, I should say, but. Uh, it tastes thinner. Now, this one also have a profile with coconut. It might have. Uh, hold on. Hey, Trap. Yeah. Can you bring me down that can on the counter? Cans upstairs. <laughs> you can look at that. The definitive one. Yep. Thanks, man. Oh, now I gotta look old. Hold on. Are you at that stage of life yet? Oh, I, I am. New toast, double milk stout. With you do, you do look like a fucking geek with those glasses on. <laughs> I do. Black. See, just put some taper right here. I'll be all set. Uh, <laughs> double milk stout with Vermont maple sugar, not syrup, maple sugar, and Maine coffee. Where's coffee come from? Maine can't grow coffee. Well, I'll tell you what. I am a native Vermonter, so automatically I kind of like this beer. I really don't know how we're friends if he's from Vermont. I'm a native Vermonter. I Transplanted to Maine. You, you people have told me that even though that I've lived in Maine longer than I lived in Vermont, that I'm not a true Mainer. It's okay. I'm not either. So, that's right. You're a mess hole. No. Connecticut. Oh. Born in Hartford. My best friend and I have a debate about this all the time, about who's really a true Mainer. Because he was born here. But my mother is from Maine. My father is from Maine. But his, you weren't born here. But his his mother is from Maine. His father's from Canada. So I tell him, I have more Maine blood than you do. <laughs> and he hates that. But uh, definitive brewing. New Here's the deal, though, PJ. You and I, along with our buddy Kevin, we're Maine beer geeks, though. That's right. Because we do love our Maine craft beer. We feel like it's the best beer in the world. And uh, we're out here to promote it and so, advocate for that. And, you know. So via Untapped. Spread the love. It says, the new toast is an 8% double milk stout. Brewed with Vermont-sourced maple sugar and conditioned on Maine-sourced coffee, beans, and with its uniquely rich coffee character and maple undertones, the new toast smells and tastes like melted melted coffee ice cream and French toast. So I'm going to close my eyes when I drink this so that I can see if I can... Excuse me. If my taste buds can can sense that. Okay, close my eyes. Let me smell it again. I definitely get the coffee ice cream. Yeah, I definitely get the maple. Absolutely. I taste the maple. The Vermont maple. Maine. Not sure on the French toast, though. Maine maple's better. <laughs> Again, this is what we've been aiming for on this podcast. <laughs> uh, of course, being a little messed up really helps. Yes, um, true, true that. This is very, I really like this. It is a very good taste in beer. Again, again, good I think it's, today. I definitely think it's more, comes across more of a porter than a stout to me. Again, because when I'm thinking of stout, I'm really thinking that oatmeal mouthfeel that you get that's creamy and really coats the mouth. Um, that's what I that's what I think of when I think of a stout. Yeah, me too. I, I agree 100% with that because my very first reaction is that the mouthfeel of this beer was more porter than stout. Yeah. Not but bad. I, Still great. Yes, absolutely. I would, I would drink this... I think all three dark beers we've all had today 
are fantastic. And this is very, very dark. Absolutely. So, as we get here to the end, again, I am PJ. And I am Rich. And the three beer geeks. That's right. And join us again. And this has been in Between the Podcast Cast. And have a great day, everybody. Cheers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Of Barley and Hops. And remember, whether you're out enjoying your favorite tap room or just enjoying your favorite craft beer with friends, always drink responsibly and never drink and drive, as it's better to be a live geek than a dead, cool guy. <laughs>